I am staring at a certificate of authenticity. And when your cigar comes with a certificate of authenticity, you can rest assured there's something special. This is the Opus X, the heaven and earth, the Scorpio. And if you can find it, get yourself a second mortgage and buy it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We came across it because where we often record the show at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, they get some unique things. This is one of the unique things. Now, this comes as part of, from uh, uh, Fuente Fuente, uh, this is part of their Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. They do this with the guys at J.C. Newman. I think some others involved here, and they've got a school in the Dominican Republic. So they put these cigars out solely to help fund that school. You can actually go to cf-cf.org. What's in it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Fingers Malloy. Uh, it, it has got to be Dominican throughout, of course. This is a five and three quarter by 52, which means it's five and three quarters inches long. Tee. Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is a 52, the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick the cigar is around. Tee. Again, with the laughter. Now, the Scorpio is a Maduro, and the only thing I was told, literally couldn't find a review on this thing. You can't find a review on it because it just released within the last two to three months. The only thing I was told by our cigar sommelier, Richard, over here is, did you eat? Because you're going to want to eat something. Now, we all know, Fingers, we've had cigars on empty stomachs, and things can go south right quick. Yeah, I remember last year, and I don't remember what cigar it was. Uh, it was the only time I've ever had to take a little bit of a break on the show and uh, splash a little cold water on my face. Uh, it. I wish I remembered the stick. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it, but I remember the feeling, and it wasn't good. Now, when you're dealing with a Fuente Fuente, when you're dealing with an Opus X, certain things you never have to think about. Construction is perfect. The weight of this cigar, absolutely perfect. We often discuss, is it a wiffle ball bat, where you've got the size of a cigar, and then just feels a little light in the hand, like a wiffle ball bat. Not this. Absolutely perfect. It is a Gorgeous dark chocolate brown. The the wrapper, actually not as oily as one would expect it would be from something this dark, but it feels just right. The leaf imprint on this is gorgeous in every way. When you see the 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 label and you see 2016 on there, you gotta understand that this is when it was rolled. 2016, five years ago. They rolled this with tobaccos that they consider to be some of the rarest they can find and grow. And then they said, you know what? Let's let it sit down. Sometimes you'll hear the expression, let it lay down. Sometimes you'll say a cigar is a little green. It needs a little time to mature. And that's absolutely true. In the same way you would with a wine, you want to decant it. You want that oxygen to get to it. You want to let it kind of open up. Well, cigars can do the same. They let this mother lay down for five years. (laughs) Five years. Years And so far, after just lighting it up, I can't tell you if it's big spice or if it's big tobacco. I actually can't wait to get into the second third to figure out what it is I'm smoking. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. I feel like there's a, a little bit of creaminess to it. There's a little bit of pepper, tobacco, a little bit of cocoa. Uh, 
it, but it, nothing overpowering anything else. It's just a nice little blend of notes. Right, not yet. And that's the one thing that's interesting. When you see a cigar like this, you, 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 you know that it's got power. You know that it's got a great story, and it's, it's super exclusive. You expect it to just have this, this bigness that's going to just overwhelm you from moment one. That's not it. It is, however, as we've just started smoking this, it is growing. And we break it up, just like everybody else does, into thirds. First third, second third, and final third. So when you get your notebook out, you want to write down what the weather's like. You want to write down what you ate or drank that day. It's touch warm here in Indianapolis. The humidity's been down. It's been great. I had myself some charcuterie. I had some fantastic uh, Genoa salami uh, uh, hand cut right there. It was just wonderful with a little bit of... Of, of Gouda, you, uh, uh, okay, should I ask what you ate today? You're, you're going to be sickened. Let's play America's favorite game. What did Fingers Malloy eat today? We find out what Fingers Malloy ate, and then we ask the question, Fingers Malloy, how are you still alive? So, Fingers, what did you eat today? Rapid fire. Uh, this morning, I had a liter of Diet Pepsi with three donuts. Uh, for lunch, I had a little bag of Tostitos with a side cup of nacho cheese and nutty bars with a Pepsi Zero. And uh, on the way over here, I stopped at Taco Bell, where I had two beef burritos, two hard shell tacos, and a soft shell taco. Chased it with a Baja Blast. Fingers Malloy, how are you still alive? I did uh, three up-downs and a jumping jack. I felt fantastic. <laughs> it's unbelievable, guys. So what you ate will absolutely affect your metabolism, and it affects the saliva, and it affects your, your feel of, of the cigar. The pepper is building. That spice is growing. Uh, I, I don't know if how yet I would describe that, but there's also some glorious tobacco that, that's coming through. I, I will sometimes will refer to a flavor as dirt or, or, or earth, and I get, I, get, I get looks. I get looks. People look at me like, that's, that's not a way to describe something. It is a way to describe something. That's not what I'm getting here as of yet. But more of that tobacco bigness that, that's taking place, but not overwhelming me in this Opus, uh, Opus X, the Scorpio Maduro. And it feels so good in the hand, Tony. It's just that right weight that you would expect at the size, maybe even a little heavier than you would expect, uh, and a lot of pleasant smoke coming off of it. The draw, very easy, very well-constructed, which you would expect, especially you said uh, it is difficult to find. Very. Uh, there are 200 boxes of this. 200 boxes of the Scorpio that are out there. So did you mention? Did how I mention much, the price? How much it would cost if one were to run into uh, one of these babies? You will find this cigar for about $70 a cigar. Okay. Now, at $70 a cigar, no, it is not in my humidor. If you're talking about the special occasion smoke or you are somebody who is just a lover of the Opus X, well, then, of course, you're going to get it. Of course you're going to. And if you get the the actual box, it comes in its basically own humidor made by uh, Prometheus, and it, it's it lacquered, and then it comes in the in the suede case in the box. It's like a Get Smart episode. Twelve different doors have to open for you to to, to get into the office. But it is it is really just as, as far as flavor goes, giving me what I want right now. But what I can feel is that it's going to build. Yeah. I am so curious where this goes into the second, third. But yes, at $70, it's, it's a 
every now and again special occasion treat. You want to ask me if it's in my humidor? Oh, I don't need to ask. But I'll ask anyway. Is it in your humidor? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Why is that? It's for charity, Tony. Oh, look at you. It's for charity. Look at you. And I can write it off. <laughs> but if you couldn't write it off and it wasn't for charity, $70 is a little too steep for me. I am, it's, it's very good. It's not that there aren't $70 cigars in, in my humidor. There are, there are a couple. Maybe when you ask me into the second, third, maybe I'll change my mind. The Scorpio Maduro, the Fuente Fuente, Opus X, part of that Heaven and Earth series. You may want to try this for yourself if you're so inclined and you like the bigger sticks. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow the Eat, Drink, Smoke show on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. The competition is fierce. I mean, it's gotten ridiculous. The need for labor, the trying to hire people, to bring people in, to get them to stay, this is stunning. And it has reached now Walmart and Target that are offering free college tuition. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Target announcing that it's going to offer workers, quote, the most comprehensive debt-free education assistance program available in the retail industry. Debt-free undergraduate degrees, certificates, certifications, free textbooks, no out-of-pocket costs in 250 business-aligned programs from more than 40 schools, colleges, and universities. They're going to put $200 million into the program over the next four years. And I'm telling you, this isn't just about giving somebody a first-time job. No, it's not, but I can tell you this much. My kid is going to learn to say, welcome to Walmart. Welcome to Walmart. Welcome to Walmart. What about Target? Target? Hey, she can put on the little Target. Welcome to Target. Target? Absolutely. This is great, Tony, that they're doing this, but it, it is amazing this, this labor market where in this tight labor market where, you know, uh, employees are desperate for workers. If you just do a Google search for bonus for hiring, and see all the news stories around the country. Totally different jobs. Anywhere from the Albuquerque Police Department is offering uh, bonuses. Uh, there's uh, 84 Lumber, which is a lumber right, chain. Big lumber. $840 signing bonus. Uh, you go down the line, it's uh, $8,000 signing bonuses for nurses. I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal. Unrelated story. Every doctor I talk to, because you guys know we do other radio. Right? I do radios. Uh, shows here in Indianapolis on 93.1 FM WIBC. Fingers Malloy does a radio show on Wham Talk 1600 up there in Michigan. The nurse shortage, doctors will tell you, don't tell me about COVID. Talk to me about the nurse shortage that's going on that's having real impact on people's actual lives, like matters of life and death. There aren't enough nurses. They are in desperate, desperate need. But my point on this story about Walmart and, and Target, and Walmart's doing it for full-time and part-time associates, the objective is not to get somebody to work the floor. The objective is to build a level of brand loyalty that will keep them around for five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Because without being able to do that, no one's going to take these jobs. COVID has brought us to the full and complete embrace, if, any, if there was any, you know, kind of reticence to the online world. 
to doing things in your pajamas. Why in the world do you work in a store? People just don't think this way anymore. But Target needs that. Walmart needs that in order to survive. That's what this is. This is about creating not the employee for the next two months. This is about creating the employee for the next 10 years. And it's amazing, too, to see how the market has done this. You know, the, the market, the job market naturally has brought wages up and brought these incentives that hasn't been, you know, forced upon businesses, which, which is nice to see. Well, so, so allow me to be a, a little bit of a, a little difficult there because I would love for that to be true. You're right. There has been no government mandated increase in the minimum wage. But what there has been is some incentive from the government. And this is, look, guys, we're not talking politics. We're just talking about the facts. And we're talking about what business owners have been saying now for six months, going on seven, going on eight. If you create the incentive of an, an increased unemployment benefit or an enhanced unemployment benefit because of COVID and people stayed at home, they're getting paid to stay at home. And yes, you've seen some places where it's removed and it hasn't done anything to the labor market, some places where it has done things. Then you've got some states that already have levels of enhanced unemployment benefit. So you've heard politicos really say things that make you think that they're at odds with the private sector. And that's been driving up the price. The fact that people have settled on this $15 an hour thing, you've heard that, you know, fight for 15 kind of thing. Well, if the private sector had been left alone, maybe they would have gone to 1975. You're never going to know because people decided on a number. Now, you can agree or disagree with me on, on uh, unemployment or, or, or the, the minimum wage stuff. You can't deny that these things happened. And what got created is business owners, small and large, across the country are discussing and telling us about, certainly happening in the mom and pop shops of the cigar industry, certainly happening in the liquor stores, without a doubt happening in the restaurants. They've created disincentive to go back to work. I, I think it's fair analysis to say that government policy has somewhat created this market force to, to drive up wages. Right. Um, the other thing that's really fascinating about this is how some people have just completely left the, the workforce altogether or decided that they're going to completely leave uh, whatever job they were doing before the pandemic. I'll give you an example. Talked to several drivers while we were in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, like for the, Uber drivers? Yes, Uber drivers and taxi drivers. Uh, and they uh, they stated to me on a couple of occasions that many Uber and Lyft drivers just left Vegas altogether. They're like, this was our opportunity to move on from being a Lyft and Uber driver in Vegas and, and, and do something else. Go Maybe go back home because so many people are transplants to Las Vegas. Uh, there are a lot of things going on based on government policy. Uh, that, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, uh, some sort of legislation that forced people to do it, but it was just a byproduct of policy. So when we take a look at Target here and Walmart, I, 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 so I think that top line is there. They need people, and they're trying to figure out ways to incentivize the people. But I do think that that part, too, is taking a look to the future. Retail's got a problem, a giant, giant problem. The, the, the world of restaurants... 
I think less because people still want to go out. They still want to grab a drink. They still want to enjoy something. They don't want to cook at home. They want those kinds of things. We've certainly seen Quick Serve has has not suffered. They they've grown. They've changed things around. The people who have closed uh, some stores, whether it be a multiplicity like a hundred or two hundred, five hundred stores, that was part of the planning already of what's going on. But it's really this part too. Retail needs a way to survive, and the way to survive is to have people have a connection that is deeper than just a job. We've seen this. It's the millennials who taught it. They were right. On this one, they were right. When they buy their bourbon, they want to know the story of the bourbon. The cigars, they want to know the story of the cigars. Food, they want to know what farm it was from. They want to know how the whole thing was was put together. What is the value underneath? And I think that's what Target and Walmart are, and others are looking at. Yeah, they're also going to have to figure out what's next because they're competing with a juggernaut in Amazon that will deliver you a good, sometimes same day, in two hours from smartphone to your front porch. People aren't even going to have to leave the house anymore for most of their goods and, and, and groceries. I'm freaked by that. I am. I am. I, I do not... I have ordered things that have arrived to my door, food-wise. I still want to go to the store. I don't trust somebody else picking out my tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know where they've been. They don't, they don't understand what, I, what, what kind of tender I need or what kind of firmness. You think I'm going to trust a stranger to, to understand my firmness? I thought you said Tinder for a second. That's a whole oh, different no, conversation. No. no, on Tinder, they understand. <laughs> wow. This took, a, this took a turn, Fingers Malloy. You know what? I like it. I like it. Eat, drink, smoke, nation. It's like, okay, this is what we are now. They're good with that. Very good with it. Go to Eat, Drink, Smoke show. Get the latest. If you've missed any episodes, this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. It is the Fuente Fuente Opus X, Scorpio Maduro. You never heard of it? Yeah, it's pretty rare. 200 boxes, people. That's how I see it. I'm holding on to the certificate of authenticity. Dominican Puro, I believe. I believe it's Dominican throughout. They don't actually let you know. That spice is there. I can't figure out if I'm playing white pepper or red pepper. There's that big tobacco, but I'm still in the first third. You are moving along, Fingers Malloy. At a clip, it's the cigar is five and three quarter inches long with a fifty-two ring gauge. What are you feeling? Uh, well, uh, I'll tell you. It for me, I'm, I'm trying to slow down because oh, yeah? I, I don't want this to hit me in in the final third. It's a bit late for that, I guess. So, uh, pepper notes, um, right? Uh, and your wrapper. I think I think you took off the labels. Like, this will happen sometime. He took off the label, and sometimes the glue of the label is so affixed, and it'll be affixed on the cigar that when you take it off, some of the wrapper comes with it. It's super annoying, but you're dealing with a handmade product, and people are doing this by hand, and these little things can happen. It shouldn't actually affect the rest of the construction of the cigar. If you want to put it back together, sometimes a, a, a little bit of your spit. A little spit, dab, 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 put it together, you're fine, you're good to go. I have seen a product on the internet that specializes in putting together sticks like this. That it's like cracked. a glue. Yeah. But it's, it's an all natural. You can smoke it and everything yes, else. And won't, won't, no taste, anything like no that. No taste, and apparently it takes 90 seconds. You apply it, 
you hold your finger on, whether you, if you, you poke a hole in the cigar and you just want to plug it, or if the wrapper cracks or peels away like this, you can glue it back together. And it looks awfully uh, effective. I'll put a link to uh, the product for people to look at on our Facebook page. Facebook right. They're Facebook. not a sponsor of no. ours. We've never tried it. No. We, we've seen it. I, I would try it. I, I, I would I'm interested see. to see if anybody else has tried it, and, and they can give us some feedback on it. But the cigar feels great. There's some lovely smoke coming off of it. Um, that flavor is, is actually growing. It's large. The tip of the tongue, the mid of the tongue, is starting to get a little coated with that, that spice kind of, uh, of feel. I don't mind it. It's working for me very, very well. It's just that this is a cigar that is going to grow in size and that intensity as it goes. And the question is, does something like this become overpowering? Now, this is a special. They do this as a charitable uh, uh, thing for the, what they call the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, cf-cf.org. It helps underprivileged children in the Dominican Republic. So it's a, it's a beautiful cause, but you're going to find the cigar for $65, $70 a smoke. For the children, Tony. For the children, it must be done. Yes. It's time figures Malloy for News of the Week. Speaking of children, Tony. Yes. Uh, so, being I am the uh, America's happy hour anchorman. I and do a heck of a job you're doing. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, we do show prep, and I look for stories, and, you know, sometimes we go way off topic, way off cigars and bourbon, and we do fun stories, we do outrageous stories. Well, the first thing I always try to check and see if there's any cigar stories that we should talk about. Right. And there were two stories that popped up that started talking about the study the CDC did in 2019. Uh, one uh, was written by a doctor who was arguing against uh, Louisville is looking to create a cigar bar exemption uh, for their smoke-free ordinance that they have in Louisville for bars and, and restaurants. And this particular doctor cites this survey uh, by the CDC in, in in the United States, between 2017 and 2019, more youth reported using cigars than cigarettes. Uh, cigar uh, College students report using cigars because they are more affordable. More than twice as many young adults aged 18 to 25 report using a cigar in the past month than adults aged 26 or older. So I looked at that and said, okay, well, that's college students. I don't, you know, uh, that's... Adults in the world, yes. right. But then there was a second story that was talking about this cigar lounge that wanted to open up in New York City. And they have a, an ordinance that you, you have to be within more than 1,500 feet away from a school. And they referenced a CDC uh, study in 2019. It said 7.6% of students in grades 9 through 12 were cigar smokers in the United States and 2.3% in grades 6 through 8 according to the CDC. So let's break these down into these two parts. Let's take the last one first. To call a child in grades 9 through 12 a cigar smoker, I reject wholeheartedly. That they may have tried a cigar is different than if they're a cigar smoker, as you and I and everybody else rationally would see it. However, that number is too high because that number should be zero. Now, if somebody is giving their kid a cigar, I don't know it on the back deck. That's not the conversation we're having. Where did they get the cigar? Because now we're into the conversation of, did they buy the gas station cigar or did they walk into a lounge and get a premium cigar? I'm willing to bet your paycheck, Fingers, <laughs> that no one walked in, who's, who's 16 walked into a premium cigar lounge and got a cigar. It just never happened. So that data point doesn't tell a full and complete story 
And it's often used against you, me, and we for the things that we like and enjoy. And we would all agree to the same thing. We don't want kids smoking cigars. Let's say it again. We don't want kids smoking cigars. And no cigar lounge should ever serve a child. If you have to ID them, you ID them. And if they're serving a child, well, then you deserve all the derision you damn well get. I have no patience. None. As for the idea of the, the moratorium, you have to be 1,500 feet away. There are a lot of those kinds of older school kind of rules. I do think that they can be fought in many ways because I don't think that means if, if, the, if it's a if it's 1,200 feet away, but not 1,501 feet away, that's not the thing that's going to entice the child to smoke. That's just, that's, that's fallacy. Much of this is fallacy. And I'll, I'll tell you why. What's frustrating to me about this, we've talked about this so much with the FDA, where the FDA lumps premium cigars underneath the same umbrella as cigarettes and vaping. Right. And it's just all one product, and we're going to regulate it the same way. You talked about gas station cigars. Right. And if you like gas station cigars, God bless you. Everybody's got their own thing. But a gas station cigar, you know, versus a premium cigar that you get at a cigar lounge, they're two different animals. And what they're using is the data from what I believe is where you're going, which is true, that if these kids are getting cigars, they, they aren't getting a Davidoff mm-hmm. from a cigar lounge. Somehow they're getting their hands on a gas station cigar. They're using that to punish grown adults who go to a cigar lounge who would never, ever want to see a child in a cigar lounge smoking a cigar. And this is where it relates to your first story. If Louisville is looking to be able to get exemptions, what they're looking to do is create a business and build an industry. Still not targeting children. The doctor in question is saying, well, smoking's bad for you. But adults make decisions every day and all the time. And one of the decisions adults can ma- an adult can make is, I smoke a cigar. Now, we have been through the conversations. where We've been through the NIH. We've been through the studies that show that having a cigar or two per day has a negligible health effect. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, yeah, it's just like eating kale. <laughs> no, it's better than eating kale. Um, it, of course, there, there, you can find the health issue. Of course, there could be oral cancer conversations. Let's not lie to each other. Let's not be those people. But to say, oh, look at this CDC study, and therefore, in Louisville, you can't open cigar lounges or we shouldn't allow that, that's fallacy. And then to tie it to children is abusively wrong. They chased us out of bars. They chased us out of comedy clubs. They can't smoke there. You can't smoke in casinos. Fine. We'll, we'll create our own club, and we'll just smoke cigars in our own club. Well, no, you can't do that either. Do you know how hard it is? We were in Vegas just a few weeks ago. Do you know how hard it is to find a comfortable spot to smoke a cigar in a casino? It's difficult. Unless you're in front of a machine. Unless you're in front of a machine, which we were. And, <laughs> and Fingers did well. I, I did not. I still haven't gotten over it. The, no one should be selling cigars to children. Absolutely, positively no one. I'm not going to engage the college conversation. Louisville should be able to open as many cigar bars as they choose. And if we can help at Eat, Drink, Smoke, we are going to help. Support the local shop. It's the way to do it. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com and on Facebook, Eat, Drink, Smoke. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Remember, you can find our reviews on cigars, bourbon, and food over at our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. 
You've got questions, we've got answers, but I'm pretty sure that's copyrighted, so I didn't say that at all. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And we often get questions on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Smoke. People do email us, fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com, Tony at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. But we had a couple that, that were interesting. The first one is from Jason C. that we got on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke. I would like your thoughts on the Asylum 13 Cigars 9th Anniversary, the 9x90 that was at the Vegas Expo and is supposed to be released soon. I did not see the 9x90, but 9x90 means 9 inches long, teehee, <laughs> and 90 is the ring gauge, so how thick the cigar is around, teehee. So a 64 ring gauge is a full inch. So you're talking about an inch and a half around. Asylum has a 7x70. It has an 8x80. And you look at the size of these cigars and you're like, bloody hell. This is, this is, this is for shtick, right? There's no possible way. And I want to say, full disclosure, I like Asylum. We uh, did uh, the Medulla Oblongata uh, not too uh, long ago, that Honduran uh, cigar, the Corojo. I enjoyed it. Simple, easy, good smoke. Some 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 fine flavor. Easy price point. Seven to ten bucks. Oh yeah, you wanna you you can you can enjoy that doing a whole multiplicity of things. Nine by ninety. Here's the here's the the deal, man. Here's here's what I would like for you to do, Jason C. You smoke it. Take a picture of yourself before and after, and then you tell us because I don't think I'm ever trying a nine by ninety. That does not sound fun. No, it doesn't. Uh, and I'll be interested to see how many cigar lounges actually carry it. I know that some will just for shtick, in a way. You know, it's it, you know, it's it's a niche that some guys are looking for a, a stick that big. But would that be a big seller? Right? Would most cigar smokers look at that and say, "I, I got to have some of that"? So, from what I have heard, they're actually popular. The these these bigger ring gauges. Now, me. 50, 52, 54. That's where I like to be. Or I like to go the other way. I like a Lancero. So yeah. a 38 ring gauge. You get more of the wrapper in that, so therefore you're getting a more flavor, at least the way I enjoy it. It just so mouthfeel matters, as funny as that is. Mouthfeel matters. And the idea of having to have a 90 is just it's just seems radically uncomfortable. Because I feel that way, the Alec Bradley Texas Lancero. I feel that way about the Texas Lancero. It's it's just too big. It's just too much. Let me play devil's advocate for a sure. second. What if you're Shaq? Okay, you're seven foot tall. For all seven of those guys, <laughs> I mean, you, you hold a stick like one we have right now. It feels like a Lancero. I think there's something to that. It could have to do with your own physical size and where you find a, a, a comfort level. But still, I, it, it, it's, it's just not for me. I actually think I have with me. I do. I have with me, Fingers Malloy. This is a Alec Bradley Texas Lancero. Look at the size of that cigar. Now picture something one, like, like a half time more from this, this full inch around. That's it's, amazing. You, you need to take a picture of that, and I'll add it to the show notes. Uh, but I feel like you could beat someone over the head with that. Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. I know people who use canes that aren't this big. Now, how long do you think would it take you to smoke something like that? I'll never find out. I, and I look, look, I like Alec Bradley, and they were actually one of the surprises for me from the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association show. Uh, the Blind Faith, the Gatekeeper, what they're doing is kind of kind of interesting. They're, I, I was never the biggest Alec Bradley fan. Just, it was okay, and, and that was it. I've had two now that we've gotten from the show where I'm like, this is worth my time. So we have not tried it. It's just a size that doesn't work for us. If it works for you, tell us. We want to hear it. Now, the second question came from Aaron O. And the question is, what's been your favorite stick so far? I don't even know how to answer that question. The next one? (laughs) I mean, seriously. I think the question of what's a good stick for someone to start out with is is the most unfair question. There's no way to do it. I I end up going in that tried and true conversation. What is it that no matter where you are, if someone offered it to you, you'd be like, oh, that's great. Thank you so much. The Oliva Siri V. That's a cigar that no matter where you are, no matter what's happening, you're going to enjoy that cigar. I think it always, always, always does the job. That doesn't mean that you like it. And that's, and that's the problem. So when you talk to me about favorite, that's really, really hard. I mean, uh, the, the, the Davidoff Dominicana is something that I've really enjoyed. And I just realized we've actually reviewed that mother twice. Mm. I didn't even know that. We, we, I totally, totally forgot that we had done it. And so people must be like, why would you do this twice in like three months? I, because I'm not that bright. I, I don't know. Maybe I should have a list. I do. I've got my notebook and somehow I missed it. Um, but the, the, the Oliva V Milano is always uh, on my list. Um, I enjoyed uh, the Exo Maestro from Avo. That, is, that one was really, truly an enjoyable cigar for me. What about you, Fingers? Let's talk about Kristoff for a second. Mm. The Kristoff Cameroon. Yes. Really enjoyed that. Uh, the Maduro as well. And then we just reviewed one a couple weeks ago. It was the Leguero Maduro. Leguero? 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 I mean, it was very good. Yeah, it was very good. Had that pigtail that you bit off. We we didn't cut that cigar, which is something that you know I, I had never done before. I didn't, uh, you know, uh, you talked to Glenn Case, right? And of he Christoph ex- cigars of Christoph cigars, and he explained why they do it, and uh, that that was fun, but uh, very enjoyable smokes, and all within that ten to twelve dollar range. That's another one. Favorite stick is a, is a, is a price point. Favorite stick involves what do you what do you want to spend? So let me go back to Avo, the Avo Lounge, which is a rare cigar to find these days. I don't even think they make it anymore. I really enjoy uh, the 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 Avo Lounge. I really think it's it, it's good. One of the cigars we're going to talk about in a little bit, uh, the uh, the Cavalier Cal- Cal- Cavalier Genevieve. I, I first learned of that cigar at the show. I think it's just spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. So favorite stick. Man, that's that's a that's a real, real tough one. Right there, because I, I is 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 there a moment that I'm having with it? So part of cigars is experiential. So what was I doing with that cigar and who was I around? What was happening to make all of it come together and so that it's a hard question to answer yeah i mean we've been doing this now for what three years yes we have Uh, this is our job (laughs) is that funny this is work and uh 
so much of the enjoyment of, of the cigars that we review is based on, you know, you mentioned it all the time, what we had to eat that day. Uh, you know, it, the weather outside can impact your enjoyment of the, of, of the cigar. So it's hard to say favorite stick. Uh, but I, I think those are some good examples. I forgot to mention uh, one of my one of my all-time favorite sticks. I can tell you this, Aaron, the Rocky Patel Cameroon. I am a sucker for a Cameroon. But the Arturo Fuente 858? Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic cigar to have. I also like the King T, Arturo Fuente. So... Uh, there's 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 no way to say favorite stick so far. I can't I can't give it to you the way I would like to give it to you. I can tell you that my favorite towels come from my pillow. Oh, that's a good segue. <laughs> the the I got to admit I use them. I use the towels every day, just like I use many of their products and the technology that they use, how they make them. They're super absorbent, soft to the touch, and none of the lotiony feel. Sixty day money back guarantee on the my pillow towels and the cotton is grown in the u.s and they're made in the u.s and it's a variety of colors and each towel set two bath towels two hand towels and a washcloth two pack and for a limited time because you're listening right here you can get the my pillow six-piece towel set regularly 109 dollars 99 for only 39.99 use promo code tony go to mypillow.com Click on the radio listener square, enter promo code TONY. You'll get discounts on the Giza Dream bed sheets, which I use, the MyPillow premium pillows, but you get your MyPillow six-piece towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TONY. That's MyPillow.com promo code TONY. Do that right now. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Kentucky Owl. I got to admit, the first time I heard of Kentucky Owl, I was in Naples, Florida. I was at an event, and some people wanted me to engage a blind taste test. See how good my palate was. My palate's okay compared to other people. Compared to professionals, my palate is flat-out miserable. At that moment, I had never heard of Kentucky Owl. But let me tell you, Kentucky Owl is a little special, if only for the price. It's eat, drink, smoke, or we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Fingers Malloy. Fingers Malloy. Because I was going to say Kentucky Owl, and it became out as Malloy. KentuckyOwlBourbon.com. Really interesting story about what they had to leave behind when Prohibition came, and they had $40 million in inventory that they couldn't do anything with. Prohibition. Prohibition. 1920s money. That is absolutely, positively correct. It would be today's dollars. Oh, okay. 40 million. Still not small, people. Not small. This is 120 proof. Fingers Malloy, could I get a slight round of applause? The man approves of anything that is over 100 proof. Uh, It's got a very, very interesting nose. Because that nose for 120 proof isn't bringing big alcohol. That nose for 120 proof is bringing a lot of fruit, an absolutely tremendous amount of fruit, and an av- and a gorgeous, gorgeous color. Amber and orange is what's going on there in the color. But a nose that just, you're going to think that this is something big, something just absolutely massive at 120 proof. You hear the story of Kentucky Owl. Wait till you hear the price tag on Kentucky Owl. But that nose is just absolutely delectable. No, you're right. It's fruit, but it's not. It's not citrus. It's but you definitely get uh, maybe an orchard. It's a citrusy. It's a, it's it's a, a pure. It's a, it's a it's a syrupy. 
I, I, I would go for, there's a little bit of buttery going on in there as well. There's a nice little blend of things. A tad cinnamon? I guess so. I, I guess you could say that's in there. A cinnamon spice. I don't know if cinnamon then plays into an alcohol because it, no. You know, it's definitely less alcohol and more cinnamon. I think, I think you'd be right about that. I just didn't know if I would have picked it up as cinnamon. But it's wonderfully sweet. It's actually a little bit luscious on the nose fingers, Malloy. Now, when we do a bourbon, we do it neat, which means, of course, no cube, no water, no anything else. And we use the Glencairn glass. That's that oddly shaped kind of glass, kind of uh, fills out and then comes back, comes back in. You can really get your nose in there. You can kind of move it all around. We've had bourbons at less proof that have come much more on the alcohol. This is much smoother. Yeah, you're not getting that that note i mean it's uh, you would never you know put this to the nose and say oh oh my goodness this is this is 120 proof you, it's just it's not playing that way because it we've done that before and you you take a a little sniff and you 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 have to whip your head back almost like whiplash and you're not getting that with this and there are a couple different versions of this that, that we've seen there's the confiscated this is actually batch number 10 for those people playing along at home. You ready to try this, Fingers Malloy, the Kentucky Owl? I thought this was batch number nine. It was not batch number nine. You are shocked. <laughs> Rightfully so. Are you ready? Yes. He's going to do it. He's going to take a sip. I mean, we mixed big with big here. We've got uh, the the Opus X, the Fuente Fuente, uh, the, the, the Scorpio Maduro, very, very rare uh, smoke at, at $65, $70 a, a cigar, a lot of big tobacco in that. This is the bourbon that's supposed to match up. Are you ready, fingers? Just want to remind people, I'm at work. Yes, you are. This is what he does for a living. Taking a sip of uh, the Kentucky Owl from the CM Deadman Distillery right there. Your reaction is, is, is quizzical. What's happening? Well, uh, first of all, it's very good. Um, on, on the tongue, there is a sting. There's a spice. Never, uh, uh, not really a burn, nothing going down the chest that would indicate, holy cow, this is over 120 proof. Sweet, spice, there's uh, uh, some oak there. I'm still struggling with that fruit. I can't quite place it. Uh, I'm anxious to see your thoughts on it. Right, because on the nose, it, it vacillates between a little bit of citrus and a little bit of orchard. Yeah. Is the way to describe it. Here I go. I'm, I'm doing it, Fingers Mole. You ready? Mm-hmm. To, to, to your health, everybody. This is the Kentucky Owl, batch 10, 120 proof. He's going in. He's doing the Memphis Munch. He's staring at the glass. He's thinking. First, it's the Kentucky Chew, not the Memphis Munch. Okay. All right. So the heat is dead center chest. Nothing going down uh, the throat. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, you can feel it spreading like it's venom. <laughs> I'm talking about the, 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 the movie people, <laughs> which did not get the credit it deserved. I enjoyed venom. Oh, that is sweet. A little bit of buttery. There's a nice bit of oak going on there. Syrupy is right. Syrupy is right. I'm looking at the viscosity of this thing, meaning, you know, is it sticking to the side? And it's actually not as thick as I, I thought it would be. But on the palate, it feels thicker than what you would see on the glass. Oh, and ends with a touch of chocolate. Oh, I, I mean, I think it's crying for a cube. I think on the cube, I only fear that I'm going to lose some of that sweet. But there is a lot. There, there's, a, there's a lot going on. 
in, in a fair bit of harmony. Oh, that chocolate finish is nice. Oh, this is a very dessert bourbon right here. Yeah, it is. It's definitely something you want after dinner. Right? Not, ha- not big in the caramels, not big in the oaks as I would see it, although it does have a, a, a nice hint of oak. Oh, hold on. Oh, he's going in for seconds. Mmm. Yeah. And this is different. You know, I, I had it that one time before, and I didn't catch everything in here because I was trying other bourbons in this blind taste test. Kentucky Owl is... I mean, I, I need to move it to a cube. I need to find out. I'm going to move half of it to the cube and, and see what I get. Around the campfire in the fall? Yeah. Absolutely a fall kind of thing for sure. The question is, is it in your liquor cabinet? I have seen it priced between... $200 and $300 a bottle. Around somebody else's campfire? <laughs> In the fall? They bring out the bottle? Look, I, I think that this is definitely, definitely worth a try. If you find it at your favorite cigar lounge, your favorite bourbon bar, $300 for a bottle, that's a lot for me to pull the trigger on. Uh what are your thoughts? The guys at masterofmalt.com say $300. Drizzly says from $210. Um, but that's batch number three, not batch number 10. And it is a 10-year. Oh, it's a much different drink on the cube. It's much sweeter. Much, much sweeter. Now, I'm, I'm glad I only did it half and half. Because yeah. now I just want to add a drop of water to it that and see... Been- that would have been the play. Would that have been the play? Yeah, I think so. Oh, on the big cube, it's too much? It it's really too brought- much on the big cube. Wow. Really brought out the sweetness in it. Like, yeah, it, it, it now it's now it's full-on syrupy. Yeah. Full-on syrupy, and you miss that, that little bit of spice, whether you call it the cinnamon or something else, but that was there. Yeah, it's a price point that's rough for a lot of people. But if you're a bourbon person and you need to say, oh, I got to try it, yeah, you do. The Kentucky Owl, uh, uh, straight right there. Oh, my, oh, my. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast. Eat, Drink, Smoke, it is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Go to Eat, Drink, Smoke on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Be a part of what we're doing at Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. Ask your questions. Check out the cool articles. And, of course, everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, including the podcast, which is growing huge because of you. We're now offering two each and every week, and they are free EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, Apple Podcast, Amazon with Audible, Google uh, Play, Stitcher, Spotify. It is everywhere. Check it out for yourself. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, Drinking the Kentucky Owl, 120 proof. And I got to tell you, plays a little better neat than it does on the cube, Fingers Malloy. It is so sweet on the cube. It is unreal how much this Mm. putting it on the big rock has changed everything on this we've had this happen before where we've had a radical change based on putting it uh on the rocks or in this case the big cube but i think this may be one of the biggest changes we've ever experienced yeah i think neat it just offers up a little bit more it's a touch more of that oak that hint of oak that that chocolatey finish is just is just 
unbelievably supple. I'm getting a little bit of cool water uh, to what I still have neat and see if that kind of opens it up a little bit without diminishing anything. And we're smoking the Fuente Fuente Opus X Scorpio Maduro. Uh, they don't make many of these. This is a rare, rare find. And this is not the cheap date night. For sure. You're talking about a bourbon that costs over $200 a bottle and a cigar that you'll find for $65, $70 a stick. I'm into the second third uh, of this cigar, and it is just more of the tobacco, and that spice is hitting well. But it really, it really, and I'm wondering if that is having a play on the bourbon. Uh, It really has coated the tongue. That spice is there. It is not going anywhere. It's not offensive, but it's there. And this is a cigar where two, three years ago, it would have been too much. Yeah. But I've become a more seasoned cigar smoker, and so it's right. quite all right. No, I, I really enjoyed it, but I'll be honest, I got a bad stick. And that happens from time to time. The wrapper just kind of disintegrated on me, and so I ended What up- happened is he took, took the label off, and that took some of the wrapper off, and then the wrapper just started going from there. Every handmade product, because look at mine. Not a single issue, right. not a single problem. Looks great. This is the dream-looking cigar right here. It can happen to the best of them. Yep. It's just sometimes how it's done and how it's wrapped and how it lit, all of those kinds of things. This is why you got to go back and try it again. It can be disappointing when you're at $70, $65 a, a, a stick, but the flavor is is there. And I'm going to I'm going to recommend it for those people who love what it is Opus X is. They did something they did something big here, that's for sure. I don't want to discourage people, you know, based on what I just said because it happens. It, right. it, it does happen. But we don't lie to you. Right. But when, I was up until that point, I was really enjoying it. But I got right around towards the end of the second third, and it just got to the point where it unraveled. Just so. kind of shredded. Yep. It, it, it does have. We've all been there, and it's, 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 it's part of the game. It's part of the risk when you're dealing with a handmade product. And remember, you're dealing with a handmade product. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Tony, Molson Coors has had an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, you know, if you go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com, uh, we we covered the story that they announced that they were eliminating 11 of their economy brands of beer. Okay. Uh, Keystone Ice. Uh, Key- Wait, whoa. No more Keystone Ice? No more Keystone Ice. Uh, there goes uh, my bar mitzvah prime. Uh, no, no Key Lightful. I don't know what that is. Uh, Mickey's Fine Malt Liquor Ice. Miller High Life Light, Ham's Special Light, Milwaukee's Best Premium, uh, Ice House Edge, Magnum, Steel Reserve, Fingers Malloy Sr. drinks Steel Reserve. This is Steel Reserve 211, uh, Old English HD 8000, and Henry Weinhardt's Private Reserve. They're all disappearing. They made that announcement uh, just last week. They also made an announcement that's very interesting. They're launching an ultra-premium whiskey brand. What so, makes it ultra premium? Well, because it's Molson Coors, Tony. Oh. No. They're, uh, they're going to launch their first spirit in September, a blended American whiskey called Five Trail. It's according to fooddive.com. It's a 95 proof ultra premium beverage. It's made in partnership with Bardstown Bourbon. Okay. I'll try it. If it's, if it's with the guys at Bardstown, it's absolutely worth a try. That is all you need to hear to say, okay, that's not a shtick. This is not a gimmick. They're actually making a bourbon because I don't think the guys at Bardstown would begin to put their name with something if they weren't uh, serious. It's sold under the Coors Whiskey Company banner, and it's not going to be distributed everywhere yet. Colorado, Georgia, Nevada, New York, 60 bucks a bottle. 
So, okay, they're pricing it up, but not out of bounds. Right. And here's how they tie it in with Coors. Uh, it's a blend of Colorado single malt whiskey with the Coors malts and three bourbons cut to proof with Rocky Mountain water. Tony. Oh, look at that. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. If you had told me that Coors was just getting into the whiskey business, I'd be like, okay, you're doing it in conjunction with Bardstown? You, you, you came to play. Now, there are people out in, in, in Colorado who do bourbon, and they do a, a, a very, very good job of bourbon. One of those places, if you haven't had it, um, is, is it the people at High West? Mm. High, High West bourbon is from Colorado, and High West, I've had some very, very good High West. I thought that was out of Colorado. Yeah, no, they're in Utah. No, High West is in Utah, but it's still the West. So, so you you gotta forgive me. Sorry, Utah. I didn't didn't mean to insult you there. I didn't mean to hurt you. You know I love you. I always have. By Zion Park, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Next summer, going to Arches. Can't wait. But with Bardstown, okay, they're serious folk. I think that's what really will raise eyebrows. Where maybe someone would have been a little skeptical if they heard, oh, Coors is releasing a whiskey, but the fact that they're teaming up with Bardstown, I think that's going to turn some that's- heads. Yeah, I'm 100% there. 100%. Next. Speaking of Colorado, Tony. Rocky Mountain. Ha, ha, ha. Sing like an angel. Colorado. Rocky Mountain. Ha. No, am I done? I am done. South Park. (gasps) Love me some South Park. Well, MTV Entertainment Studios announced that they're going to have a new and expansive deal with co-creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone, which includes extended South Park uh, extending South Park on Comedy Central through 2027. It's a much bigger deal than that. This is the story of Paramount Plus because MTV is CBS Viacom. And not only are they doing five more seasons, six more seasons, sorry, they will also be making 14, one, four, 14 streaming movies. And the deal is worth, did you get how much the deal is worth? $900 million. Now, this is a full-on production deal. So Matt and Trey, are they've, they've got to pay everybody. They've got to do the things that they already do. So it's not like they pocketed $900 million to go, what are you doing in South Park, Jesus? <laughs> right? Which is how it all started. Uh, this is incredible. And the story that I take from this is a story about how CNN has terrible ratings. Okay. It got announced that CNN, over the last week, has not been able to pull for any show a million viewers. That's horrific in cable news. Horrific. And I'm not bringing up for the politics. I'm bringing it up for the idea that if you don't connect with your audience, no matter what your subject is, your audience will disappear. If you're not listening to them, if you're not providing them what it is that they, they need, they will go. Trey and Matt provide cultural commentary better than anybody in America. Oh, and they can absolutely pull off two movies a year. Anyone who's seen the pandemic special, it's it's brilliant. And I know you haven't seen it yet, Tony. I have not. You need to. As soon as the show's over, watch the pandemic special. It is, it, it, you know, some of these animated shows like The Simpsons get kind of long in the tooth and you're like, oh, they're not nearly as funny as they used to be. South Park is just as funny, if not funnier now than it was in its first few seasons. They connect. 
they they serve their audience and they do it with a, a great bit of honesty and a great bit of clarity and and a and a rational point of view that that, that people see even if it's outlandish because these kids in their cartoons they can get away with anything. There's a great story in that. That's why they've lasted and that's why they're they're worth the money. It, it's like the Joe Rogan Spotify deal. They're just worth the money. The Kentucky Owl, 120 proof, 200 to $300 a bottle. Do it neat. Do it neat. It's, a, oh, he just, uh, Fingers Malloy just finished his. It's, it's, it's good. Smooth. It is good. You guys, if you want to build up your, 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 your bourbon, if you want to build up your palate, and you want to spend the dollars, go for it. And this Fuente Fuente Opus X, the Scorpio Maduro, I'm through the second, third. The tobacco, I'm going to call it a white pepper. It's actually coming out smooth. It's, I'm going with medium to full as opposed to just straight out full bodied. $65, $70 a smoke. Worth giving it a go. And it goes to charity. Find us online at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Did you know Audible isn't just for audiobooks? They have podcasts too. And you guessed it, Eat Drink Smoke is now on Audible. Listen to us there. Eat, drink, smoke.